welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow co-host, fellow nerd, fellow friend, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey, what's up, man? Hey, we're here. We're getting so close. I know, man. I can smell it. We're going to be playing corn. And next week, we'll be playing some corn. Sure. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, next week's such a good week. Wait, no, not next week. Wait, does football start next week? Yeah, man. Thursday is the last set of preseason games. All of them come on Thursday. Yeah, that's the last. So and this Thursday. And then it's going to be the weekend is going to be the cut weekend. This weekend coming up. Oh, that's right, because it's Labor Day weekend this weekend. Right. Then... Yep. Football is next weekend. Yep. I can't wait. You know, a lot of things are happening next weekend. It, the movie It, comes out next Friday. Uh, can't wait. All I know is that original one scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. Well, the new one looks unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I've been paying attention to it since they even just announced the project. Sure. Uh, yeah, a little tip about me. I'm a huge, gigantic Stephen King nerd. Yes, love, you are. Love everything he's ever written. Own all his books. Read every book. Seen everything he's ever done. I'm pretty much uh, swinging from his nuts. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. Uh, and this n- new It movie looks unbelievable. It does It does look crazy um, scary. I told the wife, I was like, hey, uh, big date night next weekend. <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean? You don't You do not do that kind of thing. I'm like, I know. We're going to do dinner and a movie. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I planned it all out. Got a babysitter, everything. You you went and proactively got a babysitter? Dude, I got to go see It. It's not an option. Wow. Uh I was like, we're gonna go see it. She's like, I've never seen the original. I'm like, doesn't matter. You're gonna see this new one, and you're gonna you're gonna poop yourself, and you're gonna be like, oh, it, yeah. to say it looks good is just it's not even fair. So she's all she's all happy now because then that fallen day, that Saturday, uh, we're doing a little thing for our anniversary, our wedding anniversary, oh. and we're staying downtown. Whoa! I'm gonna wake up on Sunday. I'm gonna go do my radio show for ESPN. Then we're gonna go to the Browns game opening day. Cool. Look at me with an action packed weekend. Wow. A little dinner movie, a little concert on Saturday, and then Browns game radio show on Sunday. Man. Wow. You you just got your whole whole weekend planned out. I am you? a planner. Sounds great. Not really. I'm the most unplanned thing. Her eyes lit up. She's always complaining. She's like, you don't ever plan anything it's always me i'm like oh sorry do you want to go watch a football game (laughs) babe uh so today's show we're talking about sleepers they're sleeping it's kind of like a redraft episode right kind of because it's redraft yeah so we're talking about just this year so it's just hey sleepers for this year we're gonna wake the sleeping giant we're talking about some not so you know some pretty obvious sleepers a little bit more not-so-obvious sleepers, and then the deep sleepers. So deep. So deep, they're just, you could shake them, and they'll never wake up. <laughs> you shook that so hard. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, how about we talk about a little news and notes, shall we? Sure. Hit the news and notes music. Oh, still broken, huh? Yep, well, still not working. Almost four years in, still not working. Hey, yep. one of these days, mm-hmm. we'll get there. Um, the news and notes. Yeah, there it is. Hit it. Uh, so big news today. Vance McDonald gets booted off the 49ers. Um, yeah, I mean, they've obviously they've been actively trying to trade this guy since uh, around the draft. I wonder why. Um, because they don't really like his skill set. And they drafted our boy, George Kittle. Right, right. They Remember did. in the rookie draft, we're like, hey, draft George Kittle. 
He's going to be pretty pretty decent on the 49ers, and they like him. He's got a good skill set to fit his offense. Right. And plus, I mean, um, I really do pay attention to what the Shanahan, you know, clan does, I guess, when they when it comes to like when they when they first move in, they kind of they kind of clear out the crap that they don't like and they start immediately bringing in pieces that they have identified as guys that'll fit their system. And you know, that's the same thing with Joe Williams who uh has stock market's down. Right. Matt Breda's stock stock market way up. Right, right. Um but uh same thing with George Kittle though. I mean they obviously like what he's done enough that they feel very comfortable moving on from Vance McDonald. Yeah. If you're in a sleeper league where everybody, all your league mates are sleepers, make sure you check your waiver wire, see if uh Matt Braid is on there because it needs to be on your active roster. He has a very solid chance of being the number two running back there in San Francisco, which equals good things because Carlos Hyde has a sixty five percent chance of getting hurt. That's a, you just pulled that number out of your butt. But it's probably pretty accurate. Probably pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't pull anything out, you know. I'm I'm a savant when it comes to this. Okay. I just know things. All right. All right. Sure. Did we not talk a couple of weeks ago about my crystal ball? I forgot about your crystal balls. Uh, that's right. My crystal ball is going to be just fine singular, sir. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm actually going to rub that ball today and get into some of these sleepers. Give you a little couple of predictions oh, here. Yeah. What's the point of being a savant? Why do this? I don't know. 65% accuracy uh, or injury rate. That's actually lower than our hit rate when it comes to our dynasty rookies. Oh, well. Yeah. If you go back to this rookie class, I mean... All these news and notes coming out that most people are like, wow, these pe- this person gets a bump, this person gets a bump. Meanwhile, we're just in there. Now nah, they're uh, right where we had them. <laughs> right. <laughs> right where? Oh, you like Kareem Hunt, Zay Jones? Yeah, us too. Oh, you like George Kittle? Yeah, yeah not too bad, huh? All right. Moving on. Don't hurt your hand. I always hurt my hand. I'm right. way too much of a bad. I'm t- way too pompous. All right. So uh, that, obviously, Vance McDonald, you know, Gets a bump going to Pittsburgh because they right. want him. Yeah, they uh, more or less. Um, this, um, Mike Tomlin more or less said that you know they made this move too because because the guys that they had weren't good enough. They, he said there weren't varsity enough, which 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 means instead of being an outlaw Jesse James, he's the outsider Jesse James, and he's gonna be looking in, going, "Hey, I mean, that's a deep burn coming from the coach right there." Yeah, I mean, I mean he'll have no problem looking in because you can look over everybody because he's like <laughs> seven foot eleven. <laughs> he's uh, tall, but I mean, look for Vance McDonald come in right away and. Once he picks up the playbook, kind of contribute in there. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, he is physically gifted as an athlete. You know, he's he's a he's a big tight end that can move. Yeah, I mean, you even put down like we're talking about sleepers, like deep sleepers, George Kittle, because the receiving situation in San Francisco is pretty wide open be, be, behind Pierre Garcon, sure. and George Kittle is going to start likely now and be the number one there. And let's see if you know they can turn that you know tight end into something viable there and maybe he comes away with I'm, I'm really interested to see what he does this year i want to see him come away with around 40 50 catches around 700 yards receiving that'd make me really happy coming out of his rookie year in san francisco there, showing something to show that he's going to be a foundation piece for that offense and a kyle shanahan offense which when which then if i can see that this year that might be an asset i want to go attack because then in three years after they have everything in place of what they want to do he might be a really good option for your fantasy team. Right. Yeah, so. definitely a few years down the line. Buy uh, low. It might be a chance now's the time to buy low on Kittle before he does anything. Sure. I mean, sure. if somebody drafted him in the fifth round, maybe give up a third rounder for him. He's absolutely worth a third rounder, would you say? I would definitely say that. Me too. I mean, so throw out a th- 2018 third, see what happens. I mean, I would have thought that mid-draft, like if 
you know, if you were if you were drafting in the fourth round or something, you didn't have a fourth round, or you just needed to get an extra fourth round, and you're like, hey, I'll give you next year's third mm-hmm. to hop back in the fourth round. I w- I would have I would have said that before the trade that he was worth that. So, okay. Yeah, I definitely think he's worth it now. Um, keep Rico Gathers concussed. Rico, yeah, he got concussed uh, like a week or so ago. So he missed last game. He's going to miss this game, it sounds like, as well. He's been ruled out. Um, it's never good, those two-week-long two concussions. I, yeah, but at the same time, I think um, they also may just be taking the very cautious route. True. It seems like a lot of these people, I mean, even Devontae uh, Freeman, he missed two games because yeah, I mean, he's he, back. He, he just got cleared this week, but I don't know that he's going to play this Jay week. Jay you missed some time. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I think I think that's just kind of like the protocol. You got to really get through this stuff. And just the big thing with him is like he just needs every rep possible, and all no. the time he misses is just kind of like another setback for him because he does need. He's so raw. I agree, he is raw. Um, anything is a bonus. Um, any playing time, but at the same time, they may have seen enough and been like, "Hey, maybe this guy, you know, phys- is physically gifted enough that you know we can just kind of get him along and practice and 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 get him ready for game days." Mm-hmm. And, and kind of have him in a very limited package, I would imagine, like a red zone knee package or a first down, you know, third and third and six or seven type of thing to get a first down type of package. <laughs> okay, yeah. You just like that word. No, I'm just, a grin on your face. I, it wasn't. It I wasn't. Said, it wasn't. When I started that. saying package. I just, you're, the whole time you're talking, I was like, man, you, when you said physically physically gifted, I was like, man, no one's ever called me physically gifted at anything. Sorry, man. I just got a little depressed, but I'm laughing because <laughs> I'm like, hey, you're right. Well, I'm not really physically <laughs> gifted at anything. I wasn't. I wasn't saying you're not physically gifted. I know, but that's what I was thinking. That's <laughs> okay. why. I, that's All what right. I was thinking. And I was like, I was like, oh, Rico Gathers so physically gifted. Yeah. Like, what am I gifted at? Well fantasy football there you go being awesome reading crystal balls <laughs> yeah high-fiving uh moving on uh, moving on matt forte yeah so there's rumors uh floating around today that they're trying to ship him off i mean he came in and actually uh played pretty decent 10 10 rushes 43 yards in his first preseason action of the year so they decided hey let's cash out on this guy <laughs> this old geezer that's why they probably put him in there man no i, I, would I think imagine. bilo powell is the man there right i mean he was a little worried he came back there's a fedex shipping label on his locker room and they're like, he's like what's going on here <laughs> and they're like nothing to see here nothing to he see felt all good he's like yeah i got 10 carries i look good i'm, yeah. I'm people are talking about bilo powell I, i'm here i'm reading this fantasy stuff i'm the man here Wait, what's this fedex shipping label here <laughs> what's going on here yeah they're actively pursuing him nobody's gonna bite no, that I four don't. Million guarantee. They'll yeah. eat on that contract. I don't think. That, uh, yeah. Maybe if like Paul Perkins like flounders, flounders, flounders. Yeah, sure. Flubs. Yeah. No. Flippity flop. Um. Bales. I mean, there's definitely places that could use him. I'm not sure if the you know if his days. I think his days are are behind him as a feature guy. Yeah. He's a solid pass catcher. Unless it's back. unless some weird freak accident happens, you know, early in the season or something like that. Even though uh, the New York Jets could use a little help, but that would give a huge boost to Elijah. Elijah McGuire, yeah, gets a boost from that, um, uh, the, the rookie. Um, you think Bilo Powell, I mean, you can't call him a sleeper this year, though, right? I mean, he's not a sleeper. Well, he's probably with some pretty solid numbers. Right, I Definitely think. Definitely as being like Josh McCown's dump-off guy in the receiving game. One, one of the hardest things, I think, now for me is, because I, I, 
because we talk about all these people so much and I know all these players so well is to categorize anybody as a sleeper because I feel like I know everybody, Yeah, no. almost everybody in the whole league. Like it's, Me too. I went through my redraft rankings. I was like, oh, who's a sleeper? And I was like, none of these guys are sleepers. I got through 150. I'm like, none of these guys are sleepers. Right. And I was like, okay, let me take a step back. Anybody after the like 50 mark is probably, let's, let's see where they're going to boost. Sure. And sure. it is. It's harder. I think it's a huge benefit of playing Dynasty Fantasy Football is you – where the first couple of rounds, the first four or five rounds for redraft guys, it's simple. Sure. But when you play Dynasty, you get that little edge of going deeper. No, you know way more. I mean, if you listen to our podcast, you know everything there is about these rookies. You know about Kareem Hunt. You know about Dalvin Cook. You know what they can do. You know about Joe Mixon. Right. You know, uh, you know about some of these second-year guys that are ready, you know, where they haven't done a lot yet, but they're ready to take that step forward, and you know because of their draft savvy, and you've been following – all well, yeah, you've been, you've been following all the moves leading up into the season, so you know if they're going to get an opportunity or not. So Yeah, I always feel it does give me an edge. Now, sometimes it can also hurt you a little bit cause the way you might the way you draft. You you might just naturally stay away from some of these old guys because you're just so used to it, um, and you might put a little bit too much value into some rookies at the same time. But uh, I do think being a dynasty player does give you an edge over redrafts because, again, there's nothing surprising. Somebody gets hurt. You know, you know if somebody gets hurt, like Carlos Hyde gets hurt, you know to go pick up Matt Breda right away. Where sure. the, you know Joe Blow in office is like, oh, Carlos Hyde got hurt. I wonder who his backup is. Right, they're you not. Know? Yeah, they're scrambling. Yeah, let me Whereas, go to our lads depth chart. Meanwhile, you boom, you've already boom, got you're on there and you're you're already on it. You're on your phone. You're on it. You don't need anything. You just see one tweet from Adam Schefter and you're like, oh, Carlos Hyde's down. Boom, Matt Breda got him. Thanks. See you in the ship, turds. Make sure you throw a quick jab in there to your league mates. Call yeah. them turds. You always got to sign off with the turds. Yeah, sausage fingers, something along those lines. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of rookie running back, Cream sure, Hunt. Sure, Spencer Ware got a boo-boo. Yes. No bueno. No bueno. It sounds like he's going to be done for these, for the whole season. So. It, yeah, it looks like it's uh, yeah, it's it not an a, It's not an ACL, um, but I think a PCL, and MCL or something. Yeah, and they said, well, and the timelines vary, right. but he's going to be out for some time. Sure. Which totally puts Cream Hunt, who's looked absolutely fantastic uh, in the limelight here, gets a huge boost to his fancy stock. If that didn't happen, he could put Cream Hunt on the sleeper list for all your redraft people because people are going to look on the podcast and are going to look sleepers, you know, sure. in episodes. They're going to sure. find us. <clears throat> if you're new listening, we come out every Wednesday. We're here every week. We got all kinds of mad info that's going to help you win your league. That's what we do. Right on. Remember that percentage rate we're talking about? Keep it hot. <laughs> so Cream Hunt, you know, everything we've been talking about Cream Hunt now for over six months. You know, this is a guy that when other people are like, Oh, he's like a set mid second round pick, high second round pick, we're like, No, 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 no. This guy's a first round pick. I made a bold statement. I was like, I'm making a bold statement. Uh come down come this time after the draft, Cream Hunt will be guaranteed a first round pick. And he's just got he's just got all he can catch the ball. Uh his pass block blocking needs to be Get better. He's got to get better if he plans to be a true three-down back on the sure, field. That's sure. one thing he doesn't clean up. But this guy has tremendous power. He has some of the best balance, arguably, out in the NFL today. This guy takes a hit. He just still right, lands right. on his feet. So really good thing going there in Kansas City. I I think in a redraft, Cream Hunt should go no later than the fourth round of a redraft league. He's going to be that viable. Yeah, I mean, he can, uh, I mean he's a true three-down back. Right. He's a three-down back that catches the ball well out of the backfield. So. He's gonna he's gonna be a nice little pickup this year for yeah. somebody. So everybody that drafted Cream Hunt like later in the draft right now are just jumping up and high fiving themselves. That's what I do a lot. I've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. 
got to be it, a fan of yourself before you're a fan of anybody else. And it and it's not really that pretty because you're not that physically gifted. <laughs> how, how, how dare you? Oh. All right. Hold on, let me wipe this tear away. Really All right, move, moving on. Another guy that went down this year, uh, this past year? week. Yeah, this year. Uh-huh. Um, you're right. It is, it is 2017 still. Cameron Meredith tore his ACL and other damage. And then some. This yeah. dude's going to be out until 2019. Uh He's still young enough, but I've seen this happen a lot, too. Uh, for all those people that are jumping up in joy because they got Cameron Meredith late, they got a diamond in the rough. Now that diamond is now just back to a piece of coal. The odds of him finding success. I mean, when you find other damage, that's never good. If you're going to miss, like, almost two years, which is the sound of it, it's pretty hard to come back from injuries like that. I mean, I wouldn't jump ship quite yet until you get the full diagnosis. No uh, need to. You just IR him. Yeah, right. But, um... It depends on what the other damage is. If it's nerve damage, then he's he might be screwed. Yeah, if it's he nerve most damage, most likely is is screwed. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty bad news. Like to the point of not not many. I mean, there's don't hold your breath. Right. Even though it's physically impossible to kill yourself from holding your breath, you might pass out. Yes, you might. But literally, any everybody is different, and as far as how their nerve feels. So I mean it. It's a very sketchy thing if if it's his nerve. Oh, like this making comments to people about their physically gifts gifted. Right. It's some people are very physically gifted in their nerve regeneration. Some people You've got are some not. nerve, mister. <laughs> you may not have any. I might <laughs> I might not have any. Um so Cam Meredith is out. Right. Uh another, now a couple of people are in. Sure. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. In. Named starting quarterback for the season. Ooh, yay. Allen Robinson's just like shit. Yeah, just gonna get overthrown, ton. Uh huh. So so that's um, we're not. Gonna, I mean that to me we're that's gonna not. Run the ball a ton. Leonard Fournette's gonna have a fourteen, fifteen hundred yard season. That, that's exactly what I was about to get to. That's what it, they're gonna run the air out of the ball basically, and I don't think there's gonna be much throwing involved. Um, I mean, there's going to be. There has to be, but I mean, it's just a little bit of a downgrade, I think, for. Any of the pass catching options? Yeah, with that foot injury, there hasn't been a lot of talk about Leonard Fournette lately. It's all Cream Hunt, all Dalvin Cook, all Christian McCaffrey. But I think Leonard Fournette is in for a really big year. He's going to be a very viable asset to the point where he can help people win some leagues this year. Sure. Uh, another quarterback name starter that you called last week. Uh, I said Brock Osweiler would probably be the starter just for a little bit, and you said no, I wouldn't be not so fast, Pat Sajak. I didn't actually say it on the podcast. Uh, we did speak about it beforehand. Um, and yeah, I, I I just watching the two guys play. Oh yeah, Brock Osweiler, he just doesn't even give you a chance to win, and he stinks. Clear and as day. You're not going anywhere with that guy. Like, yeah, what's Kaiser's the point? Made some good throws, man. That throw he, he really made did. last week on the run, uh, skating out of the pocket, running, chucking the ball down to left, Corey Coleman. I mean, that was a wicked throw. That like literally, you can. That's Aaron Rodgers esque right there. Right. So I mean, puts Browns in position to see what they have. If you have Deshaun Kaiser in a super flex league, you have Deshaun Kaiser. Gives you optimism. He is the first quarterback in there. Third youngest quarterback to ever start in the NFL. Uh, so he's got a lot of room to go. And uh, good news. I'm excited as a Browns fan. Oh, uh, yeah, big time. Uh, it gives me a reason to actually watch the games. Yeah. So. It gives me optimism to think the Browns could somehow be sneaky. Not to the point where I say sneaky, like, oh, they're going to make the playoffs. Oh, no, no. But, like, to me, I would be literally ecstatic if they went 8-8. Like, just jump for joy. You know, Kaiser does just enough with that offensive line to run the ball well, and Duke Johnson and Isaiah Correll, uh, beast, and that 
so far our defense does look pretty good. Miles Garrett is definitely the real deal. Uh, the guy is definitely a future uh, NFL Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Well, let's hope so. And then last news and notes, uh, another personnel for the year. Sure. Another. This was one of those kind of um, gross ones to kind of watch. I don't know if you saw it. Nope. His knee kind of buckled goofy. Oh, but, yeah, uh, without touch, yeah. Yeah, so it was a non-contact injury for uh, Julian Edelman, ACL, done for the year. Um, wh- uh, where do you see the biggest beneficiary, or who do you see as the biggest beneficiary? Brandon Cooks. You think Brandon Cooks? Just more, more. Uh, I mean, obviously Chris Hogan gets a bump here, right? right. Uh, which Hogan. is real nice. I think, I think Hogan's benefit's going to come from touchdowns, some deep ball touchdowns from Tom Brady, where that's going to make him fantasy relevant to easily be a wide receiver three if he has a good enough rapport and sneak in wide receiver two. You know, he mentioned Danny Amendola. I'm not really seeing that. I think mm-hmm. him and Cooks are similar enough. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if they go more to even another option of another two, you know, go back to, you know, four or five years ago where they run two tight end sets with Dwayne Allen and Rob Gronkowski. But again, another guy that I'm, we don't. I'm talk- thinking more stuff out of the back uh, backfield too. James for, White. For James White. Yeah. Rex Burkhead. Guys like that too. I, I mean, who knows if that opens up a spot for like Deion Lewis to even stay on the roster and, and be a guy that they. It's going to be tough with all those running backs. Flex out. Have. I know. I know. It, it, it's hard. Me, I mean, to me, it's James White or. Deion Lewis, it's not both. Because they also have Rex Burkett who, who can fill that role as well. Right. So, so, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how the roster shapes up there in New England and how they use some of these guys with, with Edelman going down. And how we mentioned about Leonard Fournette, you know, nobody else is really talking about Rob Gronkowski this year. You know, nobody's really talking about somebody that's like, even if you look at ADP right now, his value is really dipped. Has it? Uh I was going to ask you what I mean. What are you looking for people to say? I mean, Rob Gronkowski is what he is. Think, he's very good. I, that's the thing, though. He's really. I mean, for redraft leagues, you go back. You know, two years ago, he's a first round pick. Right now, you can get him very beginning of the third, very late second. Well, I think it's because I think that reflects his injury history. It, I mean, I think that I, I think that reflects that more than it does his talent. I don't think his talent's gone anywhere. I just think you have to. You can only count on the guy for so many games a year before he's going to get injured. I think he's going to have – obviously, I think he stays healthy with definitely this Edelman news. He's going to come back right where he was and just absolutely destroy. No, dude, I, I have no disagreement with that if he stays healthy, and that's the only thing. I just think maybe you could buy him for a little cheaper. Like, I was – I made a, a rash move in one of my leagues. I was in a league I'm just really frustrated with because it's – I can't make any deals in there because it's some of the deals I get are just the most lopsided deals I'm ever in. I up trading uh, – Gronkowski for the six overall pick in Brashad Perriman. Uh. Yeah, because I was I was just flush. I took Mike Williams. You know, my team's going nowhere like this year. So it was just I I was trying to same thing. I'm trying to trade AJ Green in this league. Can't get anybody. Nobody obviously AJ Green's terrible. Nobody wants him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, sure, right. You know, and uh, but same thing. And as soon as I made, when I'll, it was done, I'll give you a bag of peanuts for AJ Green. No, it's it's it's, it's, it's been bad. Though. It's it sounds it's worse. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm telling you, it's I'll give you Brashad Perriman a first round pick. It's like stuff like that. Uh, but uh, even then, I was just I was just I, just, I was like I got to move Gronk now because now is the time to move Gronk. And then I was like, okay, Mike Williams, I'm a fan. His back's not you know before the back news, right? Obviously. Yeah, right. Uh, so, but I think, but even then, like I was one of those guys for that brief moment for that day. I was frustrated. Like I was, I got to move Gronk. Maybe people were thinking that way. You never know. You Until never you know. try. Yep. You never know what people are thinking. So that's it. News notes. News and notes. Now let's get in our sleepers. But before we do, let's talk about somebody 
that you should be using for your redraft leagues, oh. since this is redraft leagues, and for your dynasty leagues, of right. course. But that is Maisie. That's right. M-A-Z-E-Y. It's the app you need to communicate with all your league mates. Don't give them your phone number. No, no, no. Don't give them your email address. Don't get. Don't accept their friends on friend, on Facebook. You know, some of those people, they'll just sell your phone number to solicitors. They will. I've seen it. It happens. So you want to make sure you download the app Maisie. That's right. M-A-Z-E-Y. Maisie. It's... Amazing. About time you got into there with it. <laughs> Again, uh, I know we would say this every single week, but we're going to keep saying it until every single one of you people download this app. It's the greatest way to keep in contact with your league mates. Again, you have all your redraft leagues coming up, right? Good chance is that you have some people in those leagues that you don't know. Sure. Yeah, you can give them your phone number, but who wants to do that? You, know, you want to get some 5 o'clock in, in the morning on a Friday night random nude pic right you? sure you could communicate on the message board that no one ever looks at yeah who looks at the damn message board no i mean way. i do crazy i mean what if you're in 15 leagues right what if you're in 20 leagues like me you don't you're not looking at all the message boards nope but if you have Maisie, you have all those leagues in one little app right there Boom. and you could talk about everybody yep. you could talk about trades you could talk about free agency you could just talk about how the weather is you if sure you like can. to yeah. It's the easiest way to stay in touch with your league mates. You have a redraft league. You don't know everybody. During the draft, you go, hey, guys, um, there's a really good app we can all communicate in this league with. It's called Maisie. Just download it on your phone. Here's the, here's the code to get into it. We're all in there. Boom. Easy way to communicate. You start using it. You're like, holy shit kebabs. Rich and Matt were right. This app is amazing. It's amazing. My life is so much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a couple trades through this app. I've discussed trades through this app. Our group has discussed trades through this app. I'm in the midst of a trade discussion right now on the app. Look at that. Look at that. There's no easier way to get a hold of your league mates than using the app Maisie. Again, all we're asking you to do is just download and try it. That's that's it. It's free. Absolutely. It's free. They're making upgrades on it constantly. So make sure you get on there, Maisie, on any way you get your apps. I don't know. I have an iPhone. I get it through the iTunes or the App Store. Right. If you have an Android, get an iPhone. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Oh, but I think they do have an Android app as well. Yeah, don't they have, wait, what are they called in Androids? I don't remember what they're Me called. Me neither. Exactly. I haven't had an, I, an Android phone in so long. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, so make sure you download Maisie today, M-A-Z-Z-E-Y. Uh, you'll be really happy that you did. And I've got a lot of tweets saying, hey, I'm really happy you did. It's a great, I mean, it's a great I way did. to communicate with your league and, and just to keep everything organized. And it's all in one place instead of being spread out on you know, 10 different message boards. You can have 10 different message boards on one little screen, and it's perfect. It really is. That's the yep. best way. Ten, You can have all your league's message boards on one screen. It is so nice. And remember, you can direct message buddy anybody. Right. All you do is get into the group, you, then you click on a person's individual's name, and you can direct message them, too. It's 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 very convenient. Okay. Yeah. So, Maisie, download it today. Get things uh, done, man. And one more thing I want to pimp real quick. Uh, one of our writers, our rankers, Brandon Pity, just started a brand new website. Okay. Uh, and I tell told him I would tell plug me. it. So let oh. me tell you a little something. Let me take a little moment here to tell sure. you about a, a new website by our friend, our writer, our ranker, Brandon Pity here. Uh, it's a new website for finding dynasty, devy leagues, keeper leagues, and redraft leagues. Say you're in a town of like, you know, four people and they don't like, like football, but you love football and you want to join a new dynasty league, but you don't know how. Yeah. His website, fantasyleaguelink.com. 
Uh, whether you're a commissioner looking for people to join your league or you're an owner looking to add one last league before kickoff, FantasyLeagueLink.com is the place to connect with other people. That's FantasyLeagueLink.com. Other websites that connect fantasy players take 10% of the prize money every year and make you play within their settings. FantasyLeagueLink.com allows commissioners to post their customized leagues for free and find owners to play in them. Use the promo code NERDS for free credit at FantasyLeagueLink.com and find a league to play in today. So use that promo code NERDS. You'll get a free link. And basically all it does is if you want to join a league, say you're, you want to play a Superflex League. But all your league mates are like, no, dude, I'm not playing a Superflex League because I don't know how to do that. But you want to play in one. So you go on this website. You find a, de- a Superflex League. You join. Say you want to play in a Devi League because you want to play Devi. Sure. You jump in there and you play. You make the league, you make the settings, you put it on there, and they'll they'll get you into a new league. So make sure you check it out. It's our friend, Brandon Pitty, at FantasyLeagueLink.com today. Cool, man. That sounds like a cool concept. Yeah, sure is. That's why I said I was, hey, man, I'll promote that idea. Wish I had that idea. Give me, <laughs> give me a percentage. Can't have them all, man. All right, so let's get into this. The sleeper episode. We're finally here. The dawn of a new day. Fantasy football sleepers. Now, before we get into sleepers, I want to mention two guys that are definitely not sleepers. Right. But right. guys that I think will outproduce their draft slot. First one I've been talking about forever. People keep coming to me because, you know, I'm a savant. They go, Rich, <laughs> who's the guy that you have to have this year in fantasy football? This is redraft talk, right? And sure. I'm like, the guy I have to have. The guy I have to have in all my leagues is Ty Montgomery. Have to have. Have to have. Have to have. Have to have. You've got to have him. <laughs> I need him. Okay. I need him. And that's Ty Montgomery. Sure. I think Ty, he's looked great in the preseason. I think he's going to beast. You're talking about, you know, in the five pick, you know, do I take Julio or I take LaShawn McCoy? Well, you take Julio because I think you're going to get close to LaShawn McCoy production from a guy named Ty Montgomery. I think he's going to finish as a running back one. I think he's going to be top nine, top eight potentially top five running backs need i say that's how good i feel about ty montgomery so where he's not a sleeper because everybody knows about ty he's going in the third round of these drafts i think he could finish the years like he would have been good enough to go in the first round okay yeah that, that that i mean that's definitely possible i mean he's um he's a ppr machine he's in a great offense and he looks to be running the ball really well really well so i mean um Definitely, I can see where you're coming from there. He's a, he's a guy that I could see, and I hope he outperforms his, yes. his draft stock because I've got him, and, and I'm you, really relying on him in one of my if leagues. If you're in like Matt and you're in a league and you own Ty Montgomery and you're in a league with me, please send me a trade offer, one that's respectful. Respectful. <laughs> yeah. uh, another guy I think is going to outperform his draft stock now, maybe he's a sleeper to some, but I don't think he's a sleeper at all, is Devontae Parker. Uh, yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Him and, and Jay Cutler have, have really gotten a nice connection going already. Jay Cutler's been throwing a lot of praise on him, saying he, he basically is a faster um, Alshon Jeffrey. And we talked about this when Cutler signed, man. We said that this there. is Cutler's MO. He likes to find his big receiver and just chuck the ball up, which is perfect for what Devontae Barker does. Right. He's a big receiver. He's got an 80-inch wingspan. He's got great hands. He's in there. They obviously don't like Jarvis Landry anymore. I was going to say, combine that with – the rumors of Jarvis Landry possibly um, being available for trade, and they're definitely not resigning. resigning him. 
And to me, that says they're trying to move on and get Devontae Parker into that wide receiver one role that they really drafted him for. Yeah, right. So both those guys, you know, Ty Montgomery, Mr. Averaging 5.1 yards after contact, which was best in the NFL last year. And Devontae Parker, who's entering his, what, third year? Devontae Parker? Right on. Which is going to be his breakout year. So all you Devontae Parker owners who've held tight are going to be very, very happy. So, but I mean, Devontae Parker could kind of be somewhat of a sleeper, I guess. I mean, he's going to probably a lot of redraft leagues. He's going to be drafted as their third receiver. Uh, I think he finishes as more probably going to be close to a – depends where the touchdowns come. He could be a high-end wide, wide receiver, receiver too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I see him as well. Um, next guy on the list is a rookie. Sleeper. Alvin Kamara. Whoa. Everybody's talking Michael Thomas. Everybody's talking Adrian Peterson. Every redraft league, those two backs are going to go before Alvin Kamara. Now, Alvin Kamara already in this offense, they've used him in the first-team offense as actual running back, not just a pass-catching back, and he has shown pretty well. I think Alvin Kamara is going to actually finish the year not necessarily as a running back, too, but I think it's a possibility that with it depends how much they really do use him in the passing game. But if anything happens to either of these guys. Oh, Mark, Mark Ingram or? Mark Ingram or, yeah, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. His value is going to skyrocket. But again, you we, said Michael Thomas earlier. I, I just wanted to do it. You're right. I did. Uh, I was just making sure you're on your toes. I'm paying attention. Sure. So, <laughs> I just, so I still think like we mentioned when Alvin Kamara got drafted. There, this is a guy they trade up. They gave a second round pick next year to get this guy. They like him a lot, and it's already shown in the preseason. They want to utilize him. We don't know anything about Adrian Peterson that much. Uh, is Adrian Peterson's contract even guaranteed? Um, I'm not really sure, to be honest. Interested in that. Um, I mean, I think Alvin Kamara does a lot. He does way more things that Sean Payton likes in a running back than Adrian Peterson. I, I don't get the Adrian Peterson signing. We mentioned this before. In New Orleans, to be honest. I, I, I just don't get it. So Yeah, so I think he's going to be somebody that you can play. I mean, for a guy that you're getting in the 12th round, 13th round of your redraft league, then this is going to be a really good commodity that may pay dividends Probably not early, but definitely down the road. Uh, so I'm throwing Alvin Kamara on my sleeper list, who has the potential, because you know a lot of these guys can finish as running back too, just because how many people get injured throughout the year. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, let's face it. Um, Adrian Peterson is no picture of health, and, and neither is Mark Ingram. I mean, Mark Ingram seems to miss three or four games almost every year. Yeah. So I mean, Alvin Kamara is going to get an opportunity, I think, at some point during the season. Um, put together a couple 20-point games sure. in a time asset that's going to put you in running back two status. Sure. Somebody you want to have on your roster just because he might have been an everyday start, but he might be somebody definitely when it counts the most that you may be able to plug into your lineup. Uh, next guy on my list is Corey Coleman. Corey Coleman, yeah. Now, Corey Coleman entered his second year, was the first wide receiver taken last year right. in the NFL draft. Has already shown the last preseason game one, he was the number one targeted receiver out there. Right. Him and Kaiser looked like they have some kind of connection going on. And Corey Coleman looked explosive. He looked like he was getting separation on that offense. Granted, it's just a preseason game, but the guy is talented enough. The Browns do need number one receiver. It looks like before we were thinking Kenny Britt might be that thousand yard receiver. Turns out it might be Corey Coleman. I mean, just from a uh, chemistry standpoint with Kaiser, I, th- I think he has got a ton more built up already. Than than um, than Kenny Britt, who really, I mean, every time I've seen Kenny Britt on the field, he seems to be making a boneheaded penalty, either a, bl- a blocking penalty or or you know just some. Just, it just seems to be more bad than good with with um, 
Kenny Britt on the field. I haven't seen number two. I, I haven't seen him made a t- made a make a ton of plays. Whereas in Corey Coleman's, you know, making all these diving catches and really making his quarterback look good on on some of the throws um, that are a little bit more difficult to catch. I, I would say. You know, diving catches and such yeah. like that. So he's making plays. He's not just right. catching footballs that are thrown to him. He's actually going the extra yard. He's making plays. He's running. He's doing things with the ball after he catches the ball. So some yards after he catches a little bit of yak. And there's already rumors about the Browns looking by a trade for a receiver. So they can't be happy with either one or third receiver the way that situation is, which cool. is pretty logical. But it also might point a little bit to a little frustration with what Kenny Britt has done already as well, which is amount to jack squat. There you go. So Corey Coleman falls on my sleeper list because he might finish the year as a high-end wide receiver three. He would not be living in a band down by a river if he did that. Got that right. Mm-hmm. So uh, it depends how much he gets peppered you know, in this offense, but he's going to be a startable receiver this year. You're going to be able to play him every single day in your lineups. There you go. Okay. Next guy on the list, Marty Bennett, Martellus Bennett. A little sneaky tight end in there. I, I like sneaky tight ends. Sneak yeah. him in. You know, being uh, Aaron Rodgers' biggest target he's ever had, it's going to be a really good thing for Martellus Bennett. I mean, this is a team, for the last couple of years, they've targeted their tight end 103 times each year. So the targets are going to be there for Martellus Bennett. Nice red zone threat out there. Uh, him and Jordy both. Obviously, you got Devontae Adams as well. But I th- that's a situation where it's going to help just being on that offense alone. And he's right now, I think he's going right around like tight end, like number eight, nine, ten. And he could finish a little bit higher than that. I think he can definitely outperform eight, nine, or ten. I think he could sneak up into the the three, four area, really, to be honest. Wouldn't be a shocker. Wouldn't be a shocker. I mean, isn't that where, uh, what's his face was last year? Who, Cook? Yeah. Did he finish that high? He may have, yeah. Did he? Uh, I don't know. Off, off the top of my head, but um, I think I think Marty Bennett's more talented than him. Yeah, I was looking for a tight way. end. I was looking for a tight end to call a sleeper, and I didn't want to pick Cameron Bray because everybody's picking Cameron Bray. You know what I mean? Right. And Martellus Bennett, where it's kind of obvious. It just I think again, some it's I guess that you put him into that category of where he's going to outproduce his position. We're coming off as like tight end number eight, nine, right around there. I think there's a big difference between eight, nine, and four and five. I totally agree. It's right. about three spots. It, better. <laughs> That's wow. Wow. <laughs> Look at me. Look at you. Look at me. Physically gifted at math. <laughs> physically mentally gifted. <laughs> I don't think that you're physically gifted at math. <laughs> but um, I like it anyway. Another guy I have here at as a sleeper, as we just gloss over Martellus Bennett because there's not a lot to talk about. It's, I think it's almost... That's as it falls in the category. It's like really obvious for us, but maybe it's not so obvious for somebody else. Sure, sure. Just wondering. I also have another guy in here, Julius Thomas. Now, JT. JT is very familiar with Adam Gase. Because remember, uh, Adam Gase was his offensive coordinator in Denver in 2013 and 14. And that's when Julius Thomas finishes the number three overall tight end in those standard leagues. Yes, sir. So he's familiar familiar with offense. And Adam Gase does like to use his tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2015, when he was with the Bears, uh, Martellus Bennett and Zach Miller, they finished as, I think, the number seven overall together, the number seven overall tight end. And then last year, he had all those tight ends because uh, Jordan Cameron was hurt. But if you took all their points combined through that whole hodgepodge of nonsense, they would have finished as a number 10 overall tight end. And I think Julius Thomas, 
if you can just, if you can just keep that ankle right, is a huge upgrade all over that over all those guys. We talked about Jarvis Landry. We don't we haven't heard anything about him even doing anything in the preseason. It seems like they've kind of like shoved him in the corner. Uh, so apparently his name's not Baby, and because <laughs> nobody puts Baby in the corner. You're damn right they don't. Uh, he's going to be, I think, again, kind of what he did in Denver, where he was that red zone threat. I, I mean, I agree. Cutler Cutler likes tight ends as well. I mean, those are like his two favorite targets are, are you know, um, big tall wide receivers that he can throw it up to, and big tall tight ends that he can throw it up and to. Cigarettes in the and nude. <laughs> there you go, and those things. <laughs> Cigarettes in the nude. Yeah, but remember in Denver, that's what was like Julius Thomas. He had what sure. 13, 14 touchdowns out there. I think uh, there. he had twelve touchdowns back to back years uh, in two thousand thirteen and fourteen. So close. You were so close. You were. Uh so yeah. Then that offense, I think they're gonna be able to move the ball. Definitely keep JHI upright uh, and healthy. I think they're gonna be able to move the ball, and I think Julius Thomas will benefit fantasy point wise by at least getting to that. 10 touchdown range which would make him very very, very oh yeah if, if he got to the double digits that would that would be great even if he got to like eight or you know seven or eight or something like that he, he would still have, hold some pretty decent tight end two value i think yeah so i think he's gonna break that i think sure. i think his worst case here this year I, this is what i kind of think i think he finishes right around like tight end 10 i think best case for him this year is right around six ish right around there i, I think that would, some other guys i mean i think that would be shooting pretty high for him um best case yeah super, super duper so i think case. i think he can finish anywhere from six to ten for a guy that's you know not even wanted by anybody i think it's really good i mean sure. if he finishes tight end 12 right sure that's you, pretty you, good for you're a guy still getting great value. No value right yeah yep. somebody that we thought was lost to the wayside because of his injuries but again this is literally gonna be i can see this week three and he goes down with the ankle injury, and we go, oh, that's a shocker. Yeah. And the water's wet. Right, exactly. You know? But if he can stay healthy in this offense, he's going to surprise some folks. Uh, another guy we've already talked about, too. Uh-huh. We Ted have. Ginn. We, we have talked to Ted Ginn. We have, we've made bets about Ted Ginn. We've talked about Ted Ginn. Yeah, so there's not a lot to go into Ted Ginn. Again, we talked about this. You know, the Saints missed 150 targets. Uh, Drew Brees likes to throw the ball a lot since it's seen a led the league last year in attempts, completion, yards, and yards per game. Uh, they do run three wide receiver tets. Tets or tets sets? Tets or sets. One or the whatever, other. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, I mean, whatever. We have a bet. We, we have not sli- – wait, what, do we even solidify a bet yet? Um, Not really per se. About no. fantasy points. No, I have Ted Ginn. And you have Willie Sneed. Uh, I, I, I mean, I or you could say I've got the winner and you've got the loser of the bet. I mean, however you want to phrase that is fine. I think the bet me. should be uh, if I win, you give me Ty Montgomery. <laughs> if you win, I give you a second round pick. This, this is this fair, is fair ludic- deal. ludicrous fair. talk. Fair. Breathe if you want to go ahead with the trade. <gasps> Sleepers. You can't kill yourself. Talk about this. That's right. Oh, you I can only, I can only, I can only just pass out. We've got thousands of witnesses. Oh, um, so now, okay. So Ted Ginn, he's a sleeper. If if this is the first time you listen to the show, go back to the backlog. I've been talking about Ted Ginn being sweet for uh, this year for a while now. Matt thinks uh, Willie Sneed will be sweeter. Uh, I tend to disagree. That's okay. We agree to disagree. And if this is the first time you're listening, I am right more than Matt is. If it's the first time you're listening. Rich lies a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that, my friend, is a lie. Um, so let's go in about a couple more guys here. Now, let's dig a little sleeper, a little deeper, shall we? Let's let's dig a little sleeper. Now, um, let's talk about some more deep sleepers. All right. So deep. Now, okay. 
obviously, when you get into the deep sleepers, there's a little bit more risk involved. Surely. But I'd like to get risque. Ooh. So shall we? Let's do it. Uh, Jonathan Williams for the Buffalo Bills. I know. I'm, I'm actually a big fan of that. Um, you had mentioned it, and it was somebody that I also had had written down as well. So th- I think it's somebody that we both agree on. I think he's a he was a talented guy coming out of school last year that we that we both kind of pumped up and liked. And he they really cleared out, uh, you know, Carlos Williams pretty quick last year, and and Jonathan Williams was was the number two there for a while. Um, and they've been shipping out wide receivers ever since. They've been shipping out wide receivers, and you know there were. A, a, it seemed like for a minute there, there, there was rumors that uh, Shady McCoy could be on the move as well, which is another. Uh, I mean, which would be huge. I, yeah, I don't. I, I don't. See that I happening. don't see that happening either. Um, but I, I do think the guy is skilled enough that he that he holds some value. Yeah, I, and I think they're going to have to run the ball. I mean, I think they're going to have to run the ball right. a lot in Buffalo. Uh, it doesn't seem like Tyrod's skill sets fit, fit in that offense very well, too. Well, yeah, Tyrod's skill sets aren't haven't been working all that well in the preseason. Now he's concussed as well. Um, so who knows? Uh, you know, week one availability. It seems like everything's taken like two weeks with this concussion protocol. So, um, I mean, is this a matter of hey, this guy's not really working out? Let's just move on to the rookie fifth round pick type of thing. And then they, in that case, they'd really have to be running the ball to protect their young guy. Yeah, they want to see what they have in Peterman. But uh, I think John, Jonathan Williams won. If Lashawn McCoy gets hurt, he's got. I mean, that's what it's really going to boil down, boil down to is McCoy's going to have to get hurt uh, for him to play. But sometimes you know McCoy's been over the last couple of years. They'd like to take him out of the red zone for some reason. Definitely goal line carries. But that being said, I don't see Buffalo having a lot of red zone goal line well, yeah, opportunities. I mean, I mean, obviously McCoy's not the biggest back ever. So, um, I mean, and Jonathan Williams is a is a bigger guy. So, I mean, there there is definitely a role to be had there as a um, end zone and short yardage type of guy. And as a LaShawn McCoy owner, which I am, uh, it does worry me a little bit because when teams do go to that, where they do have to run the ball a lot, it just means more carries, more opportunity to get nicked up, playing in Buffalo, being super cold out there, playing in the snow. Uh, Jonathan Williams might come into play this year and hold some value where I'd monitor their situation closely. Depends how deep my rosters are to have somebody staged there in the back of back end of it. What do you think of that? No, I think that's a good idea, man. We we both agree on Jonathan I'm Williams as a deep, deep sleeper. Deep sleeper. Another deep sleeper on the list. What about Max Williams? Hey, man. He's a guy that we really pumped up a few years ago, and I think he came out of college um, out of Minnesota with a lot of skills. He was the first tight end taken in the second round of the 2015 draft. Sure. Um, and then he kind of got buried on the depth chart, and then the knee yeah, injury. Knee and they came out and said they like, wouldn't come out and say what it was, but it's like it's worse. It's not just a tear. It's something that nobody's ever really come back from before. But well, they weren't specific about it. Right. And then he, you know, the, he had some um, experimental procedure basically done that no one else has ever had. And, and Ooh. Frankenstein knee. Right. Basically, he's got Frankenstein knee going on. Last week had a 40-yard catch versus the Dolphins. Yeah, so it looks like maybe he's regaining some of his pre-injury form. Um, they've got no one else. No. I mean, it Ben seems Watson like, doesn't count. Yeah, Ben Watson doesn't count. Everyone else. Ben Watson other, and my grandfather played marbles together. Okay? <laughs> every one of their tight ends seems to have an injury. And, um, you're, and remember, I know we've, we've kind of beaten this uh, to you know a while, but they're missing a lot of targets there in Baltimore. Sure. Rashad Perriman's already banged up. Listen, dude's bust city, right? Can we say it? 
I I've thought that for a long time, and yeah. and yeah, he seems to be I not. Mean, it, it seems like his body can't hold up to the rigors of the NFL, even practicing. So we yeah. all saw what happened to the Predator. All right, Arnold <laughs> got the best of him, and it looks like he got the best of again by the NFL. Guy can't win. All right, but the, the they're missing 195 targets to their tight end slash fullback. Right, and if Max Williams can stay healthy, he's going to be there. Starting tight end, right? He, he very well could With be. Mike Wallace, who's just an X receiver on the outside, that gives you Jeremy Macklin. They'll need somebody else over the middle in a short end passing game, and that could be Max Williams. And we're talking about 195 targets. Say you, t- you cut that, like take a two-thirds of that. Sure. You're still over 100 targets. And you're also still missing 151 targets just by Steve Smith, which would go to the Jeremy Macklin range over there, but they're missing targets there in Baltimore. There's a lot to go around from, from last year's targets. Yeah, so – when you're talking deep sleeper, I think Max Williams falls right into that slot. No, that's a, that's a nice pick, man. Um, yeah. It's definitely a square uh, going to a square peg. Square peg, square, square hole? Square hole. Yeah. All right. Yep. That, that's great. Fits, fits like a glove. Um, what do you think of a guy that's kind of getting a an opportunity here that he that he kind of never had anywhere else? Um, what about Marquise Goodwin? We didn't really talk about him pre-show at all. But he's somebody that I kind of came across and, and thought of. He's a of speed maybe. demon. He's a speed demon. I, I mean, I was watching some of the last game. They are going deep to him. They are. Brian Moyer's throwing a nice deep ball. Yeah, too. right. And and he looked he looked halfway decent. You know, and I saw a tweet out there, and somebody said, "Book it, uh, Marquise Goodwin will have more points than Pierre Garcon." And I was like, "Oh, well, that's an interesting take." I don't I don't know that I see that. I don't either. I just said the volume of targets that Pierre Garcon is going to get is going to just give him a a higher floor every single week and a more consistent, I think, fantasy production. For somebody but, that's free. But I think Marquis Goodwin. In that right. I think Marquis Goodwin is a guy that um is sitting out on waiver wires, you know, in a lot of leagues. Great. Or um or he's bottom of the roster for somebody. Last pick in a redraft sure, league for sure. sure you're yeah. gonna grab him. Definitely worth the grab because listen, Kyle Shanahan likes to throw the football. Right. They just got rid of Vance McDonald. So we were talking about how George Kittle might have some opportunity just this year. They're going to throw the football. Carlos Hyde has looked great in the passing game. He did, I mean, yeah. Crap, we're, we're talking about people that might, might outproduce their draft position. Carlos Hyde might fall into that category as well. His PPR numbers this year, look at – I didn't realize how much smaller he had gotten. Did, did, did you oh, yeah, see he lost him? a lot of weight. He lost a lot of weight. in the passing game. Yeah, he looked – they threw a pass to him, you know, coming out of the – like he came out of the backfield and, and, and made a nice little move and got up, uh, got up the middle of the field. And I didn't even realize that it was a running back. Like I thought it was a wide receiver. He he trimmed down quite a bit. Even just talk, like I haven't put a lot of thought into it, but just talking about here now, and we're talking about Ty Montgomery, Carlos Hyde might fall in this category. Remember, just last year with Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman until he got hurt was a running back one. I think he was running back eight overall until he went down, and that was all strictly just because of pass pass catching ability. Sure. Then you had Devontae Freeman, who was like running back four at the time, who's in between tacklers. Well, Carlos Hyde fits both those bills. He's had to play both those roles in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Because, listen, we're talking about Matt Breda being a nice pickup. He's he's not a pass-catching running back. He's a bruiser. Uh, Joe Williams can catch that, catch footballs, but if they put him as, like, a, you know, he's not going to see enough play time to be viable. Carlos Hyde could drastically outfill that position. I know I'm getting off topic here because you mentioned Gar- Marquis Goodwin, but I'm just thinking about it. I was like, no, I mean, it's no big deal. Damn, I, I like, kind of brought that up out of nowhere also. And Carlos Hyde could be bought, right, in your dynasty league. Sure, I think he can be had. Um, for probably not to – I had somebody approach me. They're like, hey, what do you want for uh, Carlos Hyde? And I was like, man. And I, I was kind of saying some of that stuff like along those terms. 
He's like, oh, you clearly uh, overvalue Carlos Hyde more than I do. And I was like, okay, I guess we're not getting a deal done. He's like, no, we're not. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I was just going to give away Carlos Hyde. I mean, I could. I mean, I could definitely see a world where Carlos Hyde becomes the Devontae Freeman, and, and in a year, Joe Williams is his replacement. No, not even his replacement, but they could be running a tandem just like um, Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman yeah. yeah, um, and 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 they're using Joe Williams a lot out of the the wide receiver out of the slot and all that kind of stuff. Maybe Carlos Hyde puts him in the position. Maybe he does so well. Maybe he does everything we just talked about. They put it. He puts himself in a position position where he can't walk. Sure. And they franchise him. Right. And, and they try to get a deal done with him. He's still young. Oh yeah, he's super young. He's just had injury issues. Now. Yeah. So that's a monitor a situation to monitor. Uh, definitely like maybe try and put some feelers out there for Carlos Hyde. If definitely if you're running back needy, I think if you're running back needy, he's something that could be had. And the price you pay, I think at the end of the year, you'd be happy that you paid it. Barney stays healthy. Right. But like you said, Marquise Goodwin's on your waiver wire. And we'll see. Brian Horton can get the ball deep. Definitely sure. not an issue. Right. Definitely not an issue at all. Uh, he showed that even someone Josh Gordon. Yeah, absolutely. So Marquise Goodwin, like you said, free. The, the 49ers are probably going to trail a lot, too. So he might have some really good garbage time uh, pickups. Sure. In the end, too. Big bombs, you know. Hey, I'm fine with that. So, you know, hey. I'm not a 49er fan. I don't care if they win or lose. I care about the fantasy points. Right. right? right. So if he's getting fourth quarter, 30-yard, you know, 40-yard catches, two in a quarter, he finishes the game with four catches for 85, 90 yards every time, maybe a garbage touchdown here and there. Well, guess what? That's low-end wide receiver two, yeah. high-end wide receiver one. Uh, it hold, three it holds numbers. value. Yeah, it absolutely. does. So, yeah, I definitely like that Marquise Goodwin uh, deep sleeper pick there. Um, so, moving on down our list, back to our list that we actually discussed. Um, what about a guy like Men- uh, Wendell Smallwood? Interesting there because Garrett Blunt is a plotter. Right? Very much. He hasn't so. shown much. The only reason he hold, held any fantasy value is because in New England – they got in the red zone a ton. He could he can get you those two yards on a goal line, three yards on a goal line. He had value there. Right now, Wendell Smallwood is their big back. You know, they got Danelle Pumphrey. They got Darren Sproles. I think Darren Sproles is definitely the number one back there to own in Philadelphia. I think so as well. But Wendell Smallwood yeah. is showing a little something here and there to the point where I think LeGarrette Blunt's just going to phase himself out, maybe possible a cut-down date kind of guy and it wouldn't shock me at some point within the next six weeks we see Wendell Smallwood as a lead starting running back for the Philadelphia Eagles I mean I'm really interested to see who they keep on on their roster you know what I mean does does Pumphrey get demoted to the practice squad he might I mean it, it seems like it's trending that way it doesn't seem like he's been getting you, you know the, the not run, a lot of showtime not a lot of showtime not a lot of run um these other guys are obviously uh, getting most of the playing time here in the preseason and even, you know, even the coaches' praises have been going on those other guys, yeah. and not really on to Danelle Pumphrey. Wendell, so, and Wendell got some runs with the ones. Sure. So, yeah. I think if I had, if I hold on, hold on. Oh, you're rubbing your crystal balls. Oh, other one. Yeah, get them both. <laughs> sure. Ooh, that tickles. <laughs> uh, Wendell Smallwood will be the starting running back for the Philadelphia's within the next six weeks. Wow. I mean, I like it. I, I I think that he's got the skills set to do it. Who will likely be outproduced by Darren Sproles and PPR leagues. Right. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, uh, I think he's got the skills to be the, the guy, but I think at the same time, for this year, Sproles might be the guy that outproduces. Yeah, so what I'm trying to say is in your redraft leagues, don't draft LeGarrette Blunt. 
Just wait till the last pick in the draft right. and draft Wendell Smallwood. Yep. Like, he's definitely worth a back-end stash back there. Yep. If you have, like, 18 roster spots where some people do 15. Right. It's not like Sproles is, is like a spring chicken or something. That guy, that dude could go down in an instant. And I no. think that's where Pumphrey. He's a rusty rooster. Right. That's, well, wow. That's a new term. Uh, <laughs> I like it, too. I know. I just made that <laughs> spot. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, spring chickens, rusty roosters. Yeah. Wow. Cock-a-doodle-doo, sir. <laughs> That was a train thought losing comment. Sorry. Thank you. Well, yeah. Wendell Smallwood. So yep. The point. That's the blunt of it. Yes. Okay? It, oh man. Wow. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I'm on Jeez. fire. You had, wow. that, you had that coffee pre-show, man. Wow. You are, you're, you that's are, the blunt of it, huh? You're sharp. Okay. Um, moving on. Yeah, yeah. Shall we? Marcus Wheaton and Kendall Wright. So we talked earlier about Cam Meredith. Loot lost his leg. Sure. It's gone. It's gone. Basically, it's never coming back. Yes. Right. Deceased. One need Meredith. Okay. So they put you in a position with Mike Lennon, who's you know clearly a franchise quarterback. Clearly, he did look uh, good on one drive. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Look good on that one throw, <laughs> Uncle Rico, <laughs> over the mountains. Uh, so that puts you in a position. They need a number one receiver there. Right. right. I mean, obviously they have Kevin White. Yeah, but I mean, what has he shown? They're, t- they're talking about they're showing this dude freaking college tape to say, hey, look, remember, you used to be good. Right. No, for one season. I know. At I West know. Virginia. That's my biggest worry when it's coming out. Sure. But I think yeah. it was two, two years. You always say it was one, but I think it was two. Two years ago. Did I say one? Yeah, I thought you said one. I don't think I did. Okay. I'd play it back, but on time. Uh, so that leaves Marcus Wheaton and Kendall Wright. Now, I know you kind of like Marcus Wheaton. Kind of like Kendall right there. Sure. So more of the, the Dow Loggins wh- connection there. Right. The, the offense. There is the Dow Loggins connection. Um, He's a former first round pick. He is. He is. I didn't necessarily like like oh I like Marcus Wheaton more. I just thought it no. was mentionable that we. I think I thought we should mention. We're in the deep sleeper category. Right. So I mean, to the point where even if Glennon gets benched, Mark, Mitch Trubisky is accurate enough and poised enough where he can get the ball to one of these guys. Absolutely. And, again, I think the Bears are going to be in a position where they're going to be behind. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball as well as they did last year. Uh, so we're saying either or. Is it, Could it be that these are the two starters? Yeah. Who else? Who, I, mean, I mean, Kevin White, I guess. Right. But I, still, I mean, I can see Marcus Wheaton playing on the slot. They paid him like six mil this year. Sure. Uh, and I think Kendall Wright starts as well. But we'll see. Maybe it's Marcus Wheaton. So one of them is going to – I think all three of them are going to play. They're going to have to run three wide receiver t- sets regardless because I think they're going to be behind at times a- a- as it is. Right. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what they're finished. Name's the, the monitor. Name's so the monitor. And, and they're, might, both, they're both super cheap right now. It might I be mean, on the waiver wire in some sure. of your dynasty leagues. They're both super cheap. Wheaton and Kendall Wright. I mean, right. when's the last time we talked about Kendall Wright? Um, it's probably been a full calendar year. <sighs> Kendall Wright's right. I want to be Kendall wrong. Exactly. Uh, another guy on the team I have in my deep sleeper category. What about? Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen. Is it Tariq Cohen or Tariq Cohen? I believe it's Tariq. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get those things where people yell at us because we pronounce people's names wrong. Ah, uh, whatever. Yeah. I don't give a rat's behind. Uh, but you're talking about somebody who runs a 4-4-2, which is faster than Howard. Howard is way slower than 4-4-2. Sure, sure. He catches uh, passes really well out of the backfield. And that's where this bread and butter comes into effect, okay? Right. You're looking for a team that's not very good. We just mentioned a receiving core. We don't even know who the receiving core is. Right, right. We don't even know who it is. I can tell you Adam Shaheen's probably going to be the tight end. That's as far as I can get you. You know, Jordan Howard's going to start. But guess what? Jordan Howard can't catch the football. a matter of fact, Jordan Howard dropped eight 
uh, eight of his 37 passes last year, he had the worst drop rate amongst any running back in the NFL. Whoa. The guy's slow, and he can't catch the football. Enter Cohen, okay? He's fast. He can catch the football. Yes. And they call him the human yes. joystick. He's the human joystick. Our writer, John DeMette, wrote an article called The Human Joystick. Check it out. DynastyNerds.com. And read about this guy. He is somebody that could produce fantasy points. Might be, again, Bears behind. They, they take Howard out because they're in third down sets. It's Cohen in there. Dump off pass. Dump off pass. Electric play. Electric play. Ooh, 40-yard touchdown. I just scored 12 points. Happy birthday to me for listening to the Dynasty Nerds podcast. Right. I, I totally get it, man. I, I'm with you on it. Um, I, I agree. I, that's the scenario where I see him scoring a lot of points is in, you know, in the two-minute situations and stuff like that towards the end of half, towards the end of games, or if they ever get into some sort of flow where they're doing no huddle or something like that. Like, I mean, I'm not sure if they're ever going to get to that point, but the two-minute two situation. Oop, sure. I see something glowing here in the crystal ball. Oh, Hold what on. Is it? Oh, gosh. He's rubbing, Bold prediction. Rubbing his balls you ready for again. this? This is a crazy one. Uh-huh. Tariq Cohen will have more fantasy points Come on. than Derrick Henry. Oh, all right. I thought you were, were going to say Jordan Howard. No, 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 no. <laughs> say, come Listen, on. Easy. This ball's not broken. Yeah. It's just right. foggy. Derrick Henry, huh? All, all right. right. You like yeah. that one? No, I, I could see it, man. People are, people like Derrick Henry still. I know. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Again, touchdown dependent, doesn't catch the football, not very fast. Whatever. You know, to each of their own. He's what do a, I know? He's a very straight line ish. What, what do I know? I'm not even physically gifted. What do I know? He's not. I'm barely gifted. He, right. He's actually very physically gifted. But he's very straight line ish. Oh yeah. In he's, his movement. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He doesn't so, move well. We'll put it that way. Uh and then last guy that you had on the list here, which I don't really agree with, uh is Chris Carson. Chris Carson. I mean he's done some good things here in the preseason yes. to date. Yep. Um look good. I don't think necessarily um the Seahawks operate the same way as other teams. I think if they see something they like in a young guy, they're going to use him. And I think they've seen what they want to see out of Chris Carson. So I, th- I could see him carving out a role. I think Chris Carson has looked good. Mm-hmm. I think he's fourth on the depth chart at best. Uh, depends what to do with Eddie Lacy. But I think the whole reason we're seeing Chris Carson is, one, Thomas Rawls has been banged up. Right. Thomas Rawls has been – you know we all thought Eddie Lacy was brought in to be the man. Thomas Rawls has been the number one on the depth chart all the way through. Even when he's hurt, he's on the number one on the depth chart. Uh, remember a couple of years ago, Thomas, Thomas Rawls, yards after contact, I think it was like he led the league in yards after contact at one point. If, uh, he, if he could stay healthy, I think he would easily be the number one. Yes, which I think, and remember, CJ Procise has been banged up. So I think a lot of this Chris Carson opportunity being on just a good team period when you have a guy like Russell Westbrook. Uh, Russell Westbrook. Four <laughs> three. <Russell> <laughs> MVP. Uh, Russell Wilson, I think it opens up things for a guy like uh, a running back, definitely a guy like Chris Carson. Sure. So I think he's been showing more of just because of opportunity than anything else. I think a big benefactor here. Remember when CJ Procise got some time last year? He looked pretty damn good in that offense. He did. I mean, he he produced, and he got hurt, and he was out for the year, and it's like easy come, easy go. We will not let you go. Okay. Scalamouche. Scalamouche. We could do the Fandango. There you go. I was looking for you to pick me up somewhere. <laughs> so I think the two-headed monster there in Seattle this year is going to be C.J. Procise and uh, Thomas Rawls. Now, I'm not saying this isn't going to put anywhere like Chris Carson, like is a good dynasty stash. I like him. But for this year, like as a sleeper category, I think if something happens to Thomas Rawls, I think it's clearly going to Eddie Lacy. 
I think CJ Prosex is locked in as a third down running back. So to me, unless they actually cut Eddie Lacy or cut Thomas Rolls, I don't really see any value in Chris Carson this year. I think it would take a double injury. Even then, CJ Prosize, I think, was to be more valuable there. I'd rather put like CJ Prosize in that sleeper category. Hell, even probably Thomas Rawls. I can see some people probably taking Eddie Lacy ahead of Thomas Rawls just because of the name being more of like sleeper candidates than Chris Carson. I think it's just more opportunity because of injury. All right. Well, I, I mean, I don't think any of those guys have proven that they can stay healthy yeah. personally. So I, I think he's going to get an opportunity at some point. Yeah. So deep stash that way. Yeah. If you're saying, hey, this guy's going to play because these guys are going to get boo boos, then yeah. That's, that's how I see it, man. Yeah. Those blades of grass can be sharp. They can. And to be honest, I, I just think he's looked better than uh, Fat Eddie as well. I he's think he's produced handsome, more. I agree. He's a so, handsome fellow. Yeah. Uh huh. I've seen some pictures. <laughs> hey, Lacey, you know, he likes a cheeseburger a little too much for he, my fancy, but it's just does, me. He does. Um, so that's it. That's our sleeper episode. Yeah. Another one in the books. We'll do another one next year. The year after that. The year after that. We might sleep on one of them. Mm. That was a bad one. That was a bad one. <laughs> Sorry. Hey. hey <laughs> we can, <laughs> can't win I them have all. thousands of them. You can't <laughs> win them all, man. <laughs> Don't need to explain yourself to me. <laughs> so uh, that's it for our sleeper episode. Uh, make sure to check out our friends. Make sure, again, just give the app a try, Maze, M-A-Z-E-Y. Download it, try it, share it with your friends. It'll be great. Make sure to check out our friend uh, Brandon's new site, FantasyLeagueLink.com. Use the promo code NERD to get that free uh, the free credit. Sure. I mean, it's free credit. So check it out there. Maybe you'll find a league you like. Give it a fancy. Hit, us up, hit up a site. The number one site you got to go to is DynastyNerds.com, of Absolutely. course. You know, that's where you find the podcast. That's where you find our articles. That's where you find your rankings. If you got a redraft league uh, going up, I have my redraft rankings on there. Booyah. I got to kind of edit a little bit. I got If you see them, take Cam Meredith off. Give Devontae Parker a bump. Give Kareem Hunt a bump. Obviously, yeah, for the uh, for the injuries that just occurred. Eh, yeah, and a couple of our sleepers, I'd probably give a little bit of a bump to. Just a little bump. Just risky. a little bumpy bump. Huh? Um, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I am at Dynasty Matt. It's an easy way to get a hold of us throughout the season for our opinion. Uh, and just to talk Dynasty Fantasy Football. If you need recipes or something like that, I'm not your guy. I'm not really either. So, yeah, yeah. there's Matt. Uh, if you want to grill rest stuff, Matt knows about I that. Know, I know about grilling. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I just want, the only thing I want to talk to you about is fantasy football or Stephen King books or movies. That's it. Right on. That's it. Or Game of Thrones. Ooh. That was pretty good, right? Yeah, it was pretty good. I saw I saw, a, I saw a tweet that some of them are pretty good. <laughs> it's, always, it's always such a letdown, you know, when the season's over. So. It is. And the fact that it's not supposed to come back to 2019, uh, I saw a tweet said, uh, dear God, all I ask from you, and I know I've asked a lot, is just please let me live until 2019. Oh, That's geez. it. It's a long time to hold out. It's I didn't year. realize it's that long. Yeah, because they're starting they're starting production in October, and they did that last year, which normally starts in April, but now it started late this year. And the fact that now they might do each episode of six episodes, almost feature length, right. which would be about 120 minutes to qualify, uh, it might push it back a little bit. But I don't care because what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch from season one all the way up until this. So whenever they announce the date, when I have that announced date, I need like probably like two months to do it. I'm going to watch the whole thing all the way through. It's a good plan, man. I'm probably going to do the same thing. Yeah, I can't wait. So, you know, between Game of Thrones coming, it, you know, it's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, make sure you get com every single day. I do have a secret stash of cranberry shirts. Oh, what? Um, I do. I- I ordered more because I had to fill a couple of orders, and I had a minimum I had to order, so I ordered some more. They're not on the site for sale. So as of right now, I'm going to keep how many I have 
private. It's not a lot, though. Just to let you know. And I'm going to save them for the podcast listeners. We should, Yeah, we should do giveaways, man. Ooh, we should give away a Cranberry yeah, shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, we should. How should we give one away? Next week before the season starts? Um, I know we just did a Nerd Herd giveaway, but I think we were behind. So maybe we can give another Nerd Herd giveaway. Next or, week? Yeah. All right. But then you can pick the color shirt. They'll probably pick Cranberry. So next week we'll give away a Cranberry shirt. Sure. If you really want one, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, shoot me an email. But we'll work it out. But the problem will be is I have limited sizes. And I got to give one away and they come first. But I do have some shirts. But we have reds. We have blacks. We have grays on there. It's a sure. great way to support the site. Sure, sure. Get the most comfortable shirt in the world. Guaranteed to increase your high five intake. Be the most comfortable shirt you own. And make you look better and draft better. It definitely does all those things. It's a true it's mm. a true story. Yep. Back it up by that way. Um, of course, another way to support the website is make sure you get on iTunes if you have iPhone. Listen, we have 367 reviews on iTunes. We're that much closer to the our goal of 400. But right now, my little OCD is kicking in. I just need three of you guys. Come on, guys. To get on there to get me to 670. Help. 37. Help Rich out. Just give us a little review. <laughs> give us a rating. Let me know what you think of the podcast. I love reading them. I check it every day, see if there's a new one. Just one. I love the feedback. It makes me feel good. So I can't be physically gifted. Yeah, but I mean, at least even I if be... you're just like, hey, Rich, you're not really even gifted at talking. He'll he'll like. I'll, he'll, I yeah. won't mind if it's right. five stars. No, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm I could be emotionally gifted <laughs> from you. All right, and that's what I'm looking for. Uh, <laughs> and of course, if you just want to donate to the site just to help the site out, you know, pay our writers, keep the podcast going. We have a donation page uh, in the top right hand corner. Right on. And we got some new things in the work that we might talk about after the football season. Maybe uh, some ways to help uh, raise money for the website to benefit you guys as well. Ooh. But we'll talk about that in six months. Right on. Until then, we'll be back next week. What are we, what's next week showing? Just getting ready for the season, right? Season stuff, man. Yeah, yeah we'll see. How to, how to go throughout the season. Sure. Some news and notes. Cuts. There'll starts. Be cuts. Starts. Sits. Starts. Sits. I mean, is it going to be like that? I don't know. I know we're going to start an episode with some corn. Sure. That's it. Yeah. Tradition. Absolutely. Mother effer. Look at me. <laughs> Potty mouth. All right. Well, well, all right, guys. Then. Yeah, if you guys are still listening, thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. You still. know they listen all the way through. All right. They love you. Yeah. They hate me. Toodaloo. Bye-bye. Ready, set, put Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds. 